Episode 99, How to Do a Marriage Check-In. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hello, my friends. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode last week with BD Deitch as much as I did. It was really so fun to record that one. Before I get started, I just want to let you know that we have a really exciting, I think I'm just going to tell you, we have an exciting podcast coming for you next week. My husband has been working to convince me for the last couple months that for the hundredth episode, he should interview me. So we are looking forward to Chavez. We're going to sit down and he's going to, he's, I don't know what he's coming up with, <laughs> but I know you guys always like it when he comes on the podcast. So he's going to be there, but he'll be interviewing me and that's going to be our hundredth episode. So I'm so excited to share that with you all. Um, okay, so this week I wanted to talk to you about a marriage check-in. So what do I mean by that? I simply mean it when you are trying to sort of get a feel like, okay, so how are things going? Like, I want to keep my pulse on the relationship, right? That's what we know about relationships. We try to pay attention to how are they going? How are things? How are things doing? And I think there's two traps that people can fall into when they're trying to do this. Of course, it's coming from like a really great place, right? A very proactive and sensitive and wanting to do things right type of place. But there's two things I really want to make sure that you avoid that can be pitfalls in trying to do something like this. There's two solutions that I'm going to give you or tools that I want to teach you that will help you be able to get the pulse of your relationship, get clear on maybe what you, you're liking about it and where you want to work on the areas you want to focus on together in a way that will be proactive and helpful for you and really help you move forward in a good way. Okay, so let's start by talking about some of the pitfalls or issues that you might fall into if you're trying to do this that I want to sort of just put up a little red flags so you notice you're clear. So the first one is that as compelling as it is to want to look at a relationship and ask questions like, how are we doing? One issue is that for the most part, a relationship is really just the way that I think and feel about that person and the way I, and it's funny because it's not just me and that person but it's also how I think and feel about our connection right like I could really think someone's fabulous but I could think that we don't really get each other like maybe that person doesn't really respect me so I'll feel like we have a weak relationship but I might have really positive feelings about them okay what I just want you to keep in mind when you're checking on the relationship piece now this isn't the positive thoughts or negative thoughts you have about your husband but what you think about the marriage itself is that I want you to really be coming from a place of acknowledging and, and knowing deeply that there isn't an actual relationship out there. Meaning what? Meaning, yes, you're married, but when we say things like our relationship is a little bit weak, what makes me nervous about that is that that feels like an observation, but in reality, it's much more likely to be a creation. Okay, if I say my marriage, my relationship is weak, 
I think that I'm what's happening is I've I've seen a bunch of things happen. I've seen the way he's talked to me. I've maybe had conversations that I wanted to steer in one direction and they steered into another one. And then I made that mean that our relationship was weak. And then when I observe my relationship and I say it factually like that, our relationship is weak, then what I end up doing is I actually end up making it weak, right? I withdraw or I maybe go for support elsewhere because I'm not going to go for it here because it's weak. I start to collect a lot of evidence of like what's not going right or how he's not really tuned into me and all of that stuff, right? So that's all coming from, you know, that what I think is an observation, but it really is a creation, right? That story that I have that our relationship is weak. So that's something I really want you to keep an eye out for is that we have to start from understanding. So the way that I would have you do this is very simple, which is instead of saying, how is our relationship doing? I want you to say, what are all the thoughts that I have about our relationship? What are the thoughts that I have about my marriage? And write those down, meaning it's very important to get those thoughts down. And if they're negative, it's even more important, right? This is something I've spoken about recently on the podcast that it's, it's more important to get the negative stuff down, even though we feel like we shouldn't do it because maybe then I'm like empowering all those negative thoughts. But the truth is that when we don't look at them square in the eye, not that thoughts have eyes, but, <laughs> but if they did, right? If we don't look at those thoughts down on paper in front of us, we actually can't question them, okay? But when they're down on paper, then, then I know what's running the show back there. Like I know who's pushing the buttons. Those little thoughts are back there pushing all the buttons and getting me emotional or making me act a certain way. And when I see them, then I can work with them. Okay. So even if your thoughts don't feel very comfortable to write down, just tell yourself, I'm going to throw this paper away as soon as I'm done. Let me just write down. And again, it's my thoughts about the relationship, not how is my relationship doing, but how am I thinking about my relationship? Okay. And just know, know, we're not going to get into this part so much today, but know that your thoughts about the relationship are going to generate more of the same, okay? So I know that's that doesn't mean that I'm saying to you, and I speak from experience, right? When As I've said before, when I was newly married, I was extremely insecure in our relationship. I really felt like it was very threatened, very on the rocks, could crumble at any moment, very, very anxious. If you had said to me like, well, just be confident and then your relationship will be great, that would not have worked, <laughs> okay? So that's not what I'm saying. I know from experience that doesn't work. What I am saying is if I say to myself, okay, I'm thinking that our relationship is weak, I really want to know how I'm acting from that place. If I get clarity of how I'm acting from that place, then I can at least decide if I'm showing up the way I want to be showing up in the relationship, okay? And whatever's going on in our marriages, we all want to show up a certain way. We all have an idea of how we want to be. And I'm not talking about your perfectionist, like perfect woman example. I'm talking about your deep, true values of what you think is the best part of you that you want to be bringing into this relationship. So just start to make that connection between the the way that you're thinking and the way you're showing up. And that's going to already take you really, really far. Okay. So that's piece number one is you're not observing your relationship. You're observing your thinking about your relationship. And that can include thoughts like, I wish my husband was more considerate, right? All of those things. You can include things that you want to see there. You can include things that you feel about his behavior. That's fine. But just always put that under the bucket of these are my thoughts right now, because then we know, then we're able to get an idea of how those thoughts are serving us. The other piece that I think can be a little bit of a pitfall for people is not remembering that your lower brain really wants to protect you. 
unfortunately, what I tend to find is that the lower brain doesn't seem to think that like closeness and vulnerability is very safe, (laughs) right? So when it's trying to protect you, it's more often than not putting a wall between you and your husband, or it's trying to get you to control him because it thinks that he needs to act a certain way for you to function or be happy or safe, okay? Your lower brain is extremely literal. So if your thoughts are like, he shouldn't be doing this or this isn't working, even though we understand the nuance of this isn't working, but that doesn't really mean like I want a divorce, your lower brain doesn't necessarily know that. And that's when you feel yourself go into kind of panic mode. So the reason this can come up with the marriage check-in is that if I'm asking myself questions like, how are things going? Are we okay? Lower brain, you just passed the mic to lower brain, right? In that moment, you were like, lower brain, let's go. What's going wrong? Because lower brain, because it's trying to protect you, is always kind of keeping tabs on what might go terribly wrong, right? And marriage falling apart or not getting your needs met or not being supported or whatever the thing is, whatever the sort of your your tendency of like the, the, the lower fear that you go to, whatever that is, the lower brain's just going to be like, well, here's the reasons things are falling apart. Here's how he's not supporting you. Like it's got tabs on that. Okay. And the reason that it's speaking up is because it mistakenly thinks that this is really critical for survival for us to function and, and be okay. So you want to be really careful in the way that you're framing your questions. Okay. If I'm asking questions like, are things going well? Are we going to be okay? Is this a healthy marriage? Are we sharing things equally? Does he support me? Just know that that is leaving a lot of space available for lower brain. Okay. And what tends to happen is we ask questions like that. And then lower brain is like, I don't think he supports you. Remember last Thursday night, you were up so late. And then we're like, see, I might, I don't have a supportive marriage. Okay. We don't see that as coming from like a lower part of ourself that's very anxious and very much trying to protect us. We just sort of see it as more of our brain. Okay. We identify with that. By the way, it, it's really good we have this part of ourselves. This is why we don't burn ourselves every time we cook. This is why you don't say horribly socially inappropriate things every time you see someone, right? It's very helpful. It just sometimes gets a little carried away, right? Unless you've really consciously decided how you think about your marriage, which is something I recommend and we'll talk about, you know, you're going to ne- not necessarily get get answers to those questions that are going to really help you. And so what I want you to do is to, this is the second tool, is to ask questions that really empower you, okay? So questions like, how do I want to show up in this relationship? What kind of wife do I want to be? What kind of partner do I want to be? For me, for whatever reason, the word wife and partner evoke two different things. Like when I think of partner, I think of like, we're in this together type piece. And then wife, I sort of have a different category for that. I guess I have different manuals for partner and wife, right? So sometimes that can be helpful. You know, asking questions like that, asking questions like, what would I like to work on this year in my relationship is so much better than like, what's going wrong, right? Or like, what do we really need to work on? Like, what should my focus be right now? What would bring me so much joy if I was able to improve that area of my relationship? Okay, so you hopefully at this point could hear a little bit of the difference in terms of how I'm going to ask these questions. I'm not asking these questions from a place of anxiety and fear. I'm asking these questions from a place of we're for sure going to get there. It's for sure good. It's good now. It's going to be good later. So knowing that coming from that place of like, let's say you just knew that everything was going to be fine. How are you thinking about the relationship now? Okay, what am I learning right now in my marriage? 
would be another one, right? These are coming from like a more proactive, a more controlled and empowered place. And I want you to try and ask questions like that. So the final thing that I want to say is that you truly do get to choose the narrative of your relationship. And if this is a foreign concept to you, A, keep listening to the podcast and go back and listen to the episodes you haven't heard yet. B, the book we're reading right now, Choosing Up by Ilana Kendall, talks about this in a really, really profound and like lots of examples, like a really usable way. So I recommend that book to everybody. It feels like we're, when we, let, let's say you're, you've been in lower brain all day and you've been panicking about certain parts of your relationship and you're just worried about these different things. And I don't think I can be happy like this. And I don't respect him like that. And all these things are going through your head. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, well, how's our marriage doing? So your initial response is going to be to go back and collect the kind of thinking you've had all day. Okay. But when I'm in a coaching session with someone and I'm like, no, but really, how's your marriage doing? They're usually able to take a deep breath, step back, right, out of that kind of like radio static that's been their brain all day and say like, he's an awesome guy. Like, I know we have some areas I want to work on, but he's like, if I say to someone, tell me all the things you love about your husband. I've never once had someone say like, there's nothing to say. <laughs> never, never. Even people who are, who are coming to me because they're thinking they're probably going to get divorced. There's always something we respect. There's always something to value. And what I want you to know is that it's not very efficient for your lower brain to remind you of all the things that are going well, right? Imagine, think lower brain is protecting you from the bear, right? That's like ultimately, I just think, I always think bear, okay? Protecting you from the bear. If you're lying in the forest and a bear might come along at any moment, you don't want your brain to be serving up a lot of like, I'm just so grateful for nature. I just love that breeze. My family's so wonderful, right? No, lower brain's job is to make sure you don't get eaten by the bear, which means we need to actively engage upper brain and just remind ourselves that left to default, we tend to veer negative because your default really is the lower brain, okay? Upper brain isn't default, upper brain is intentional. So I want you to try and engage the upper brain it's not cheating to say, let me write down 10 things I love about my marriage. Let me write down 10 things I love about my husband. It's not cheating because you have to intentionally balance out the worried part of your brain. Okay. That one's happening. It's on autopilot. It happens all by itself, but your upper brain, your prefrontal cortex is where you do conscious thinking. So if you're not consciously thinking positive things, it's not going to happen by default because again, Reminding you of what's going right doesn't save you from the bear. So it's not going to happen, right? Okay. I know I'm giving you a lot of big concepts. I hope that, you know, if anyone here is newer to the podcast, I really recommend like, don't get overwhelmed. Like this is, you know, you can definitely go back and listen to older episodes and you'll feel like much more on top of this material, but hopefully this is accessible to everybody. So these are the main things that I want you to really focus on because I, I do think you should do a marriage check and I think everyone should take a piece of paper and on the top of the paper, just write my marriage, thoughts about my marriage and write down all the thoughts you have about your marriage and know that that's what's sort of clanking around back there in the back of your brain and some of them are going to be positive and some of them are going to be negative and you can look at those thoughts and you can examine them and you can question them and you can decide if they're helping you show up the way you want to show up, right? But then I also want you to remember that you have to make a conscious effort and it doesn't have to be hard, but you do need to do a conscious effort 
of balancing out that that veering to the right, veering to the negative piece of your brain by intentionally generating the kind of thoughts that are going to help you. So it might be thoughts of gratitude. It might be thoughts of admiration or respect. It might be thoughts of connection, okay? And when you're asking these questions, you want to be asking questions that are going to put you in a place that your brain will start to give you solutions, right? Your brain is like Google. Ask it a question. It's going to come up with lots of answers. My husband and I were just having an argue, a, a debate over whether food coloring affects children's attention and hyperactivity, okay? And so for, for an example, right, if I were to put into Google a question, food coloring affects children's attention, I'm probably going to see results that it does. And if I put in food coloring doesn't affect children's attention, I'm more likely to see results that it doesn't. So your brain is kind of the same. Your brain's like, what is she trying to find out? Let me answer it. So what's going wrong with my marriage? Your brain's going to be like, here's 5,053 things that I found that are wrong with your marriage, right? And if I ask the brain what's going right in my marriage, I'm going to find those, okay? So it feels like when we're in lower brain, I, I know I see this a lot with my clients that they feel like they're they're getting to the root of it, they're getting to the truth, right? You know, it's true shows me that almost always they're in lower brain, but it's true. I have to keep it, right? Because the truth is that when we step back and we see like what is this what is this whole line of thinking creating in my life, then we're able to just be like, yeah, but I don't have to think that. There's no problem in thinking you're married. I was going to say, there's no problem in thinking your marriage is better than it is. But the truth is, when you think it's better than it is, it is better because there isn't a marriage out there. It's not like you're you're standing on a scale and it says 400 pounds and you're saying, I weigh 200 pounds. There's no scale. There's no weight. There's no actual measurement for how your marriage is doing. It's what you think of it. And so know that your lower brain is going to veer you to one direction. You want to consciously be producing thoughts that are going to help you. You guys, I'm really excited. I made for you a mini workbook based on this podcast episode. So if you're listening to the episode and it's a whole lot of ideas and you're trying to figure out how to go through it, I have a mini workbook step-by-step. Just go to firstyearmarried.com and right there on the homepage, you'll see a button where you can sign up and get that mini workbook in your inbox. Okay, so I hope you enjoy. Bye-bye.